What we're going to be doing today is we're going to be Bible thumpers. So we're going to use our thumbs so we can flip these, uh, these wonderful love letters, pages uh, that speak to us life. Amen? So uh, uh, a little bit, I just want to share uh, my um, little message that the Lord put in my heart. Um, it's uh, back when uh, Johnny was actually uh, encouraging us to uh, do Bible study. And uh, so uh, my little message is titled, uh, The Tale of Two Donkeys. <laughs> so um, we're going to be comparing two donkeys, the Balaam's donkey and then the donkey of Jesus. So the one that he rides into uh, a triumphal ent entry. Um, a little uh, background on um, Balaam. Balaam is actually uh, a prophet uh, that uh, was uh, right out of uh, uh, Mesopotamia. It's uh, where, um, where, where uh, the Moabites dwell. Now, uh, there's a picture. I want to paint a picture in, in you guys' mind where uh, the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt. And God has, had given them victories over victories. And they were overpopulating uh, the, the scene. And the king of Moab, uh, Balak, was uh, watching them come over, and he actually felt threatened. And he, he thought that these guys were going to lick him up. All they wanted to do is just cross over. And he got so scared that he ended up uh, getting this uh, prophet. Uh, his name was Balaam. Uh, Balaam actually means uh, uh, the Lord of the people in, in uh, other translations. And I'm getting this from the Eaton's... Uh, Bible dictionary, and um, so and it also means a uh, foreigner or a uh, glutton. So um, again, you know, we can take it. So we can see that Balaam here is just a a, a prophet. Uh, he was a, a a greedy, a greedy for gain, and a, a prophet for hire, a prophet to profit himself. So uh, that's the way uh, I kind of that popped out at me. So. It was kind of um, just uh, crazy the way God spoke to this guy for whatever apparent reason he wanted to, uh, you know, because every, everyone said, whoever uh, Balaam blesses will be blessed. Whoever Balaam curses will be cursed. The same thing uh, is, is with uh, the children of Israel. If you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. If you curse Israel, you'll be cursed. So um, it's a no, no give, giving, right? So... Um, <coughs> Again, uh, let's take a look at uh, Numbers chapter 22, verse 22, and then we're going to be reading through uh, t uh, 33. Okay. So yeah, we're going to be thumping Bibles today. <laughs> uh, 22, verse, yeah, chapter 22, verse 22. Let me know when you guys are there. Amen? Amen? All right. Yeah. So it says, Then God's anger was aroused because he went. This is talking about Balaam. So Balak, again, a little background. Balak requested that the children of Israel uh, be cursed so that they won't lick, lick them up like the cows do grass, basically. So they were, he was scared of he was scared of, of, of the children of Israel coming into his land. 
So again, it said, um, then God's anger was aroused be because he went and the angel of the, of the Lord took his, uh, took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. And he was riding on his donkey and his, and his two servants were with him. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in, in the way with, with his <coughs> drawn sword in his, in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in the, in the narrow path between the vineyards and with a, with a wall on this side and, and a wall on that side. Um, and when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further and, and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right nor to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. So Balaam's anger was aroused, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the angel opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have abused me i i was i wish there were a sword in my hand for no for now i i would kill you so the donkey said to balaam am i am i your donkey on which you have written am i not your donkey i'm sorry am i not your donkey on which you have written ever since i i became yours to this day i was when was i ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no. Then the angel opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed his, his head and fell flat on his, uh, on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, why have you struck your donkey these, these three times? Behold, I... I have come out of out to stand against you because you were because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would also have killed you by now and let her live. What an amazing story, huh? I mean, we have this poor donkey just doing her job, you know, doing what, wherever you would guide that donkey, just using as a reins to be able to move about. The donkey saw something that the prophet obviously didn't. He missed it, right? And he even said to himself, if I had a sword, I'd have struck you. That same judgment that he used on the donkey was going to be the same thing that he was going to get, you know? But obviously, God had mercy on this guy and opened his eyes. First of all, he had, who can communicate with a donkey first, right? I mean, I'm, I'm tripping out. I'm like, if you don't see God's uh, provision right now, you're talking to an animal, dude. You know? I mean, why are you not 
why are you, where are you, you're missing it, you know. Uh, it's just amazing, you know, how we miss it. Sometimes there's, there's, there's people coming to our lives to hold us up, to tell us, hey, you're going too far. Sometimes it doesn't even take people. Sometimes it takes circumstances. Sometimes it takes animals. It might be a dog, you know. It might be right here, a donkey. For whatever apparent reason, God used this donkey, one of the most humbled animals, you know, that God can use, uh, was just to carry burdens. That's what they were basically used for, you know. But um, again, you know, we see the attributes of the prophet, uh, and we will compare Balaam to man's attributes, how man is selfish and how, you know, these things happen under, uh, under the prophet, you know, just the way our, our humanity is, you know. So with that, um, I, I, want, I want us to turn real quick to, uh, let's see. Uh, well, I wanted to share something real quick with you. Uh, Proverbs 12.10. You know, again, uh, um, we have the poor donkey, you know, first of all, is making a, an appeal. Hey, why are you abusing me? Why are you hitting me? You know, what, what, what's gotten into you? I didn't do anything. I'm doing my job. You know, if you don't see what I see, then you must be blind. You know, and some of us fall prey to that, right? Blindness. Our sin blinds us. Um, so Proverbs uh, twelve ten says, um, this donkey became the first uh, PETA rep, uh, rep, basically. You know, it's, uh, it says, a lot of flipping for me too, so bear with me. Twelve. What did I say? 1210, right? Mm. It says, A righteous man regards the life of his animals, but the, the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. And basically, this guy was pounding his poor animal, you know, like he wanted us to have a sword and make donkey carnitas or something, you know, <laughs> poor, poor guy, you know. <laughs> but um, this is just, again, you know, who, who, who plights for the, uh, who, who intercedes for the animals? The Lord sees all. He, he, he knows how we treat our animals, right? I see uh, Ron's dog running around here every so often. I, the most kindest little dog that there is around here, you know? He's like keeping watch over us. <laughs> but um, let's, uh, you know, so under, under that perspective, just uh, let's compare now. Let's, um, let's look at Jesus' donkey real quick, okay? just so that we can have a comparison of stories. So we'll turn to um, Matthew 21, 1 through 5. <sighs> 21, 1 through 5, Matthew. Bible, I hear pages. I love it. You guys there? Amen. All right. It says, now when they drew near, uh, near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And, it shall, and, and if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them, and immediately 
he will send them. And all this was done that it might, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, <coughs> Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So again, how awesome and majestic. Uh, God chose an animal, a donkey. You know, uh, what an am amazing thing that God can use these stories and kind of put them together and have us contrast. What, what I'm looking at Balaam and I'm looking at Jesus, right? These are solid people, obviously, in their own, in their own ways. Jesus is more solid than anything because he's our solid rock. But, um, you know, but I compare myself to the donkeys. I'm not looking at the guys as much as I am looking to the donkeys. So, again, you have to understand that what drives a donkey is the reins. And I definitely want to be reined by Jesus. I want Jesus to, to pull me and tug me and take me wherever he wants me to go. I don't want man to maneuver me and, and take me and then I lose myself in this place, in this world, and I fall prey, you know. So we will compare the, the reign of man. Get it? The reign of man. <laughs> so we'll, we're going to start flipping again, and um, we're going to go and look at uh, the heavy burden. This is what, under, under the reign of man, we get heavy burdens. And we look at that in Luke 11:46. Eleven forty-six, and it says, "And he said, Woe to you, also lawyers, for you, for you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers." Now these lawyers. They're not like Jacoby and Myers kind of lawyers, okay? These lawyers are actually the lawgivers from the Torah. They, they're the scribes. They're the ones that are, are, are interpreting the law for, for the, the layman, basically. And so we have to understand, these, these, he's talking about these type of lawyers. He's not talking about uh, the, um, you know, Jacoby and Myers stuff. You know, we, we will fight for you. <laughs> no, this guy is just basically saying, we're, we're putting pressure on you guys to do everything that the Bible says, you know, where not, none of us are able to do that. But by the grace of God, through his Holy Spirit, he's able to complete us in himself because of the redemption that Jesus Christ provided for us. So um, let's go under under the reins of man. We become ensnared. And this is in Proverbs 29, 25. So let's turn to Proverbs 29, 25. And it says, 
the, the fear of the man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. Again, man brings a snare, you know. If we listen to man, we're going to be ensnared. We're going to be afraid, you know. And it's, it's sort of like a, if you're in a job site and, and you're messing around because the boss is away. But the, as soon as the boss comes in, go, hurry up. Uh, look busy, you know, like, what do you mean look busy? You're supposed to be doing your job, you know, and, but that's the snare. You should, we shouldn't be fearful. We should always be doing what is right. We should always be about our Heavenly Father's business, right? But right here, it says the fear of man um, brings a snare. And a lot of, a lot, a lot of times we, we become afraid, you know, we fear them <coughs> for the wrong reasons, because obviously, or for the right ones, we might be doing something wrong, you know. But uh, at any rate, I mean, it brings a snare, you know. Uh, and then under the reins of man, we're unsatisfied. Ecclesiastics 7, uh, 6, 7, forgive me. Ecclesiastics chapter 6, verse 7. And it's like right uh, the next book over, I believe. That one says, all the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the soul is not satisfied. I've, no wonder they have all-you-can-eat places. <laughs> you know, you can go all-you-can-eat all, all the time, right? And you're never satisfied. You keep going and keep going. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be hungry. <laughs> it's not going to satisfy me. The Lord is the only one that can satisfy our soul. The hunger, the true hunger for our our lives is, is Jesus Christ. Um, but under the reins of man, obviously, we, you know, we're going to work and toil just to get a piece of bread. And then the next time, again, do it again the next day. And, and then again, under the reins of man, the way of man leads to death. And this is found in Proverbs 16.25. Um, yep. It says, uh, Proverbs 16, 25 says, There is a way that, le that seems right to a man, but its end is the, the way of death. Again, we're all thinking, oh yeah, follow me. This is the way. Uh, but it's like the blind leading the blind, as Jesus said, you know, especially with the Pharisees. They didn't know nothing about uh spirituality all they knew is just do the law do the law and they they missed out on on the spiritual things that god wanted them to see you know so that's we given that perspective from just being ruled under man and again you know us or I, at least me comparing myself to the donkey is i want to be under the reins of christ i want to um just compare who christ is uh, christ as I said earlier, that Balaam was a, a prophet, uh, uh, greedy for gain, a prophet for hire, a prophet to profit himself. Christ is actually um, the true prophet. And this is found in John 6, 14. So John 6, 14. John 6, 14 says, then those men, when 
they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is, this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. Again, just giving a witness as who Jesus Christ is. This is a true prophet. Um, and then we'll, uh, he, he not only is a prophet, but he's also a king. So we'll look at John 18, 37. Eighteen thirty-seven. John eighteen thirty-seven says, "Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king?'" Then, Jesus answered, "You you say you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice." Again, this is the true king. He's also the, the, he's the true prophet, the true king, and he's also our priest. He's our high priest. And we find this in Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4, 14. Hebrews 4, 14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest, who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Again, we have a high priest who's always going to be interceding for us. So we have it threefold, guys, when we are under Jesus. Um, all right, now let's go back to... Uh, oh, one more thing, forgive me. Not only is he happened to be a priest... A prophet and a king, he's also just the righteous Lamb of God. And we find that in John 1, uh, 129. That one says, The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's amazing. Now, under the reigns of Jesus... We're going to find ourselves that our burdens are light. We'll turn to Matthew 11.30 for this. Matthew 11.30 says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Plain and simple. God takes away our, everything that we bear, right? Just when we have such heavies on us, God is able to just take all that burden off of us. When we turn our lives to Christ, our sin is lifted off of us. That heavy weight of sin is taken away. Now, all we have to do is just continue to be under His reign, under His authority, so He can guide us through life. It's not going to be easy. Surrendering our lives and dying to ourselves isn't fun, but it's well worth it. Because Jesus is in charge then, you know. Under the reins of Jesus, we are set free. Luke Luke 4.18. I almost said, Luke, I know your father. (laughs) But no. (laughs) 
Luke, uh, Luke 4, 18. This one says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has set, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to recover uh, uh, and recover the, the sight, and recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So again, you know, he sets us free, right? He sets us free. Under the reigns of Jesus, we are satisfied. Psalms 16:11. Again, I'm I'm having you guys flip, flip, and flip, till we can't flip no more. Satisfied. Psalm 16:11. It says, "You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore." So again, we're 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 we got fullness of joy in Christ. We're we're overflowing, right? Out of out of if we drink of the well of water, out of us is going to be coming out, full of joy, overflowing out of us. And it says here, in your, in your presence is fullness of joy. Sometimes it doesn't make sense for somebody to be in a place where it doesn't make sense for them to be at. And they're, they're so joyful and so happy. And sometimes they're just circumstances of life that we have to bring joy to people that are beat up, you know, to encourage. That's what the body of Christ is. And that's what I see here happening with us, you know. They, we, we get alongside, we enter into a body, and that body elevates and helps us, edifies, you know. So um, within, under the reigns of Jesus, um, the way... Um, the way of Jesus leads to life. And this is in John, 40, uh, John 6, 47. Right? John 6, 47. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. And that's just short of nothing. <laughs> it doesn't miss. It's the truth. Because he says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. No one can go unto the Father but through, through Jesus. And where's the donkeys now? I think I, I must have lost the donkeys. But literally... The donkeys are, are, again, you know, they're the beast of burdens and are, are used to carry heavy loads. God would go on and use these stubborn animals to bring in the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ, as we read earlier. At any, and, and at any rate, donk, the donkey would have to 
be redeemed by a lamb, just like the, the firstborn male child. And we'll look at that in Exodus 34, 20. So Exodus 34, 20. And it says, But the firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem him, then you shall break his neck. And the firstborn of your male sons you shall redeem. And none shall appear before me empty-handed. So again, what an awesome attribute that God puts this donkey right alongside with humans. What is he calling humans that we're probably stubborn, right? As the, as the animal, as a donkey gets to, to have a sacrifice for him. Just as a, a human firstborn, so does the, the same thing with a donkey. So again, I, I, look, I look at myself as, you know, again, being wa wanting to be reigned by Jesus Christ. Let him ride wherever he wants to go and take me as far as wherever he wants me to, to go under his reign. Um, it says, and then God would also give the donkey his freedom. And that's found in Job 39.5. So Job 39.5, it says, Who set the wild donkey free? Who loosed the bonds of the onager? So another word for a donkey. But um, so again, you know, he sets us free. Remember the story that we read in, um, in Luke uh, 21, 1 through 5, which says, oh, I'm sorry, Matthew 21, 1 through 5, which said that, you 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 you, ask, you request for the donkey, and you will loosen. So he loosed the donkey for himself. Again, back here re referring to uh, Job, saying he he's the one that loses the donkey, even the wild donkey. So um, one more, I believe I have. Um, so he also the donkey gets to re rebuke false prophets, and that's in Peter Second Peter two sixteen. Um, the last one I will do because I take it's it's humbling <laughs> that's why I'll do the, the last one I'll save the best for last mm -hmm. for me at least the way I look at it <laughs> it says but he was rebuked for his iniquity and a dumb donkey this is talking about Balaam guys but he was rebuked for our uh, for his iniquity a dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice restrained the, the madness of the prophet. So, again, a donkey. This is what donkeys get to do, right? He sets us free, <laughs> or he set me free, um, and then he's able to help me rebuke false prophets. That's the way I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm like tripping. I want to be a donkey, you know? <laughs> um, the last one I, I share with you guys is... Um, is is awesome and hopefully you guys can see this but it says and even when the donkey is far gone into heaven God uses him in this judges 15 16 
Uh, I'm just leaving a cliffhanger. That's all. I'm <laughs> like, where is this going? <laughs> and it says, then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, I have slain a thousand men. What an awesome privilege it is to get around God's word and to share it. And just to let, let, just to speak what God says to speak, you know. Even after this donkey is long gone, and hopefully in this message, we'll be able to slay a thousand men. And not by killing them, but leading them to the Lord. You know, and that's that's where I, uh, the Lord spoke to me right here in this last. Um, I mean, he speaks to me in every verse leading up to this one is like the top one because we I can relate to that. You know, I just want to encourage you guys to, you know, continue to be under the reins of Christ, because if you can use a donkey like me, he definitely can use top notch guys like you guys. He's he's amazing. He's able to wow us. And, um, you know, again, my respect to the donkey. <laughs> you know, uh, my, 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 uh, bow down, bow down, you know, but uh, definitely an uh, awesome thing to, to know that the, the donkey was used for um, good purposes. Even, uh, again, even after the donkey with a jawbone, and I'm talking about a mouthpiece, that he's able, you know, as, as men are recorded, and, and they still speak from the dead. You know, people hear the word of God and, and are converted, you know, and are led to the Lord. But uh, with that, I just want to thank you guys for um, hearing the word of God and uh, flipping the Bible with me. And it's, uh, I'm sorry, yes, we bow down to Jesus. So credit to the donkey, though. <laughs> bow down to Jesus. And um, uh, amen to, uh, to all that. And uh, I'm thankful again to being able to share the word of God with you guys. Um, God bless you all. And again, the Lord reigns. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.